You're listening to the Fire and Trainers Podcast, Season 5, Episode 2, published on March 14th, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking with Stacy, who recently took her CCW training. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and relax for this week's episode, talking to a new student. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fire and Trainers Association. Visit their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage. Listeners of this podcast get a special discount, 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Manus X. I've been a longtime Manus user from their original Manus X to the new Manus X10 that came out with a couple of years ago, and now excited about their most recent product, Manus Blackbeard X. The Manus Blackbeard X combines the Manus 10 and the Manus Blackbeard system into one platform for the AR-15. It unleashes a completely new capability with in-depth dynamic shooting analysis, including motion-based analysis and multi-target engagement, something no one has done before. Manus Blackbeard X connects to your smartphone via Bluetooth, and can easily download the Manus X application for Android and iOS. The Manus X application gives you history on all your previous sessions, as well as new drills for the modern sporting rifle. Manus X changed the way I train, and I think you'll find the Manus Blackbeard X is a great training aid for yourself and your students. Check out Manus X for more information on their Manus products, including the new Manus Blackbeard systems. That is ManusX.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode, our special guest is Stacy Hughes, who recently was a student in my concealed carry class that I taught. And being a new pistol shooter, I thought she'd be great to come on the podcast and talk about what it's like to be a new student learning all these new things in a concealed carry class. So welcome, Stacey, to our podcast today. Thank you, Rob. I'm very much looking forward to it. Great. Well, hey, you're a new shooter or somebody with a very, very little bit of experience, but for our audience out there, can you go along and describe what your experience with firearms were before you took the class? Very little experience. Um, before I took the class, I had probably shot a gun, maybe five, six times, if that. Um, and they were rare or varying sizes and types of guns. Um, so I had very little experience. My husband has always um, had guns. So his uh, expertise, as I would say, has made me a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I decided I wanted to to learn more about them and feel more comfortable with them. What was your biggest driver for coming to class? I mean, you came to class with your husband, so that made it more comfortable. But what was the big driver that you were coming to class to kind of uh, get a, get a, get from class? To learn a new skill, to increase my comfortability, and uh, to be able to protect myself in high-stress situations. Did you learn concealed carry is not not exactly what's uh, sold uh, to everybody out there. A lot more com complicated, isn't it? Way more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the, the class actually uh, definitely increased my awareness with not just gun safety, but what 
not to do, what to do, and what to look for. Mm-hmm. Now, what were some of the things that you learned about self-defense that you didn't know before taking the class? I, I don't even know if I could pinpoint it. I mean, just, you know, making sure that you're you're saying the right things in those high stress situations and preparing yourself. And like, like I said, kind of like knowing what to look for. Mm-hmm. Like always I'm, I'm in my career. I am with people often. Um, and I'm not always looking where I should be looking. So just learning that type of aspect and, you know, take this route instead of this route and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Did, did it surprise you that we stressed avoidance from a concealed carry standpoint versus going along and, um, you know, stand your ground and, and do those kind of concepts more beyond. Cause I thought it was going to be like, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not, it was like, don't shoot. <laughs> It should be the very last thing you you do because of all the implications to it. Yeah, absolutely. I was, it was not what I was expecting at all, which is Mm -hmm. good because you, you hear, um, you know, if you have a concealed carry, you hear the myth that, you know, you're protected and, and everything like that, that, which in reality, you're, you're not like it, it, it's a good thing to have, but it doesn't necessarily protect you from the law or make you the gives you the right to shoot somebody just because they piss you off or something like that, which I think is a common misconception when you are getting ready or don't know much about concealed carry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you live in Kentucky, which um, for listeners uh, standpoint, it's a constitutional carry class. So Stacy taking the concealed carry class was completely optional for her. Um, helps her with reciprocity, but it was one of those things to where a lot of what she came into class with were the misconceptions that are uh, you hear in the news from politicians, different things like that. And that's um, you know one of the, one of the things that I th- that I say is always good, even if they don't apply for a license, at least come to class and listen and think through it because. Were you surprised um, when we talked about how a prosecutor evaluates a cl- uh, evaluates a um, case to see whether or not they're going to charge you? That you know it actually comes down to okay, can they win? Can't they win? Type of thing, and not just uh, you know looking and say, well, that's a good person, that's a bad person. Absolutely, absolutely. I know I have some background and know a little bit about the justice system, very very little, but I learned. Um, way more about that than than I would have uh than I did prior to coming to class you know mm-hmm. especially the uh what you should do if you are in a situation how to when to call who to call what to say um cuz me I'm pretty much like an open book I'm like okay yeah come into my house go into my car look at my phone do this because I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm sure you could find anything to pit it against me that I am not really like I could have had ill intentions, even though there wasn't any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's where 
you know, the laws there not to pr- protect the criminals, the laws there to go along and protect the innocent people and going along and, you know, waiting till they got a search warrant and waiting, waiting for, you know, certain things, you know, use the legal system to your benefit um, uh, for it instead of going along and allowing them to use something against you that they find, you know, in your house that you didn't know was there or they interpreted differently than, you know, why some, something's in there. So that's, um, Good, good aspect. What do you think about the psychological part that we talked about? Because in a lot of cases, people, you know, I'm a guy, you know, I'm a big, strong guy. If something happens, you know, I want to be cool, calm, collected. But we really go along and try to destroy that myth and that you're somebody's in a very stressful situation. They aren't used to it. They really need to go along, keep it short and simple and sweet until they get to talk to their lawyer because it's too easy to go along and make, make a uh, mistake. And then you're digging yourself into a hole. Absolutely. And I've, I've been in those stressful situations where um, I dug myself into a hole and it, not in like a negative way, but I was, you know, my adrenaline was pumping. I wasn't thinking right. And I was like, this happened and this happened and this happened and blah, 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 blah. And it just, none of it was, even needed or necessary. So I can only imagine if I would be in that situation going into it, if it was prior to this class, I would have been like, like I said, an open book, you know, would have Mm -hmm. said everything that happened from A to Z and everything in between, which is not needed. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you go, you say, this is what happened. I have this. This is where I will be and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the one thing a lot of people don't realize is when you're under these high stress situations, you've got false memories. You've got mm-hmm. auditory exclusion. You've got tunnel vision. Um, you've got a lot of different things going on simultaneously that, you know, that's why, you know, recommend 48 to 72 hours before you make a, you know, legally binding statement you know, to the police, because your mind is still trying to process all that. And, you know, as I said in class, if the police get 48 hours before they make a statement, then you're, you know, following the same, same footsteps as what they're in. And they do it a lot more than you do. So, you know, follow the pros, as they say. Absolutely. Um, what did you learn about firearms? What didn't I learn about firearms? <laughs> well, do you, do you like the little little pink gun still? Or do you, do you want to get something that's a little bit easier to control? <laughs> My gun is blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I do love my my little 22. My Walther P22, I believe is what it is. Mm-hmm. There, There's so much that I learned about guns. Um, I Before I ever even shot a gun i didn't know what came out of the gun like i knew the bullet came out of the gun but it's just the casing that comes out of the gun and it's it's how it goes through the barrel and what the different caliber of the bullets and what those mean and you know where to don't point at anything that you're not willing to shoot type Mm -hmm. thing think okay it's not loaded it's it's nothing like it it doesn't count but it it is i mean it's a it's like a knife you know mm-hmm. wouldn't just point it at anybody or you know anything like that like you have to it's it's that serious of a of a piece of equipment 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those where we stressed it over and over again, even during class. We were using blue guns to demonstrate and circ guns to demonstrate. And even those, we keep pointing in the safe direction because as we go along and we remind ourselves as instructors, as, as well as the students that we're teaching, that once we go along and start making that decision that, oh, you know, it's okay, it's unloaded or it's only a, it's only a blue gun then that's going to carry over when we have a, tr- a real gun in our hand because it feels the same, looks the same, but it's got a live round in it. And that's where I go along and tell people we always, always, always treat it, treat anything that looks like a gun as a loaded gun. Now, it may not be loaded, but we'll never be sorry for treating it as if it is a loaded gun because all the accidents you hear about are always, well, I didn't think it was loaded. Well, <laughs> those it's accidents happen. And if you treat it like a loaded gun, that accident shouldn't, isn't going to hurt anybody. If you treat right. it, if you treat it like an unloaded gun, then you're going to end up having a bad situation, which, um, it, which you will live in the rest of your life with a regret about mm-hmm. it. I, I, I mean, it's almost like, um, kind of anything, you know, teaching, learning how to walk, you know, one foot in front of the other. I mean, you want to make it a habit to always have it, you know, pointed in a safe direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those are, um, you know, viable, uh, vi- very valuable things to have and, and, uh, reconnect, even if a student's never going to go along and carry concealed or go for their license or, or, sh- or potentially shoot a gun again. You were talking to how your husband, you know, is the person, gun person in your household. You never know when you may have to go into the locked, uh, cabinet or something and move something around because that's where you keep your your records or something along those lines and it's always good i say you know when you when you have a couple in a house make sure that both partners know how to handle the gun properly not to say they're both going to go out and shoot it on the weekends but just from the standpoint of that if somebody if for some reason somebody's got to go in there get the passports out of the safe that you know how to safely move the gun over to the side away from the passports versus going along and grabbing it and then your finger pressing or you know touching the trigger and you know putting you know potentially yourself and other people in harm's way prior to this class i was that that wife where i would not go into the safe where the guns were even though that is where our passports are and we have other valuables in there i would not touch it i would not go in there because i was so terrified and knew nothing about guns or I knew very little about guns and gun safety. And I thought if I touch it, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did learn about calibers. Cause I know we spent a little, uh, quite a bit of time talking about calibers. Are you going to be dirty, hairy and get the 44 Magnum? No, <laughs> I don't like loud noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I might, uh, I, like I said, I have my, my 22, which I like. Um, I, I like the, I don't like the kickback. Um, I do regret not shooting a nine millimeter at that class because, but that's what my husband has. And I, I wish I was feeling in the moment and I really wish I would have taken that opportunity. I know I'll have another opportunity to do that, but I really wish I could have just done it and tried it and, and just to, say okay i've done this and this is another goal that i've reached Mm -hmm. Um, 
Well, and, and to that point, um, don't beat yourself up too much about that because the one thing to keep in mind, and I, I reiterate the, to the instructors that I teach, you've got new shooters that are coming that we are dispelling a lot of their, a lot, a lot of the, the urban myths that are, that they grew up with. We're talking to them about how to interact with the police, talking to them about, you know, what kind of physiological change is going to happen. We've loaded up the cognitive stack pretty heavy. And for somebody to come to the range, shoot successfully with whatever gun, that's a big monumental uh, you know, accomplishment for them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the good thing is, is, you know, or the thing, what we should be encouraging them is not to go along and burn themselves out by shooting. Okay. Here's, you know, all these other guns, but encouraging them. Okay. Come back, come to the second class or go to, go to the, uh, go to a range and rent a gun and practice, you know, see, see what works for you, see what doesn't work for you. And you know, at least we've gone along, cracked that door open a little bit to where that new shooter knows how to be safe and once they know how to be safe then they can they can learn how to enjoy it and then figure out where they want to be in the sport maybe they'll be a competitor maybe they'll they'll just be a concealed carrier maybe they'll just be a home defender we don't mm-hmm. know but at least we've trained them to be safe and that's the important part yeah about it so yeah your cotton stack was pretty well loaded up at the end of class i can t- i could tell you that <laughs> it was that, that whole day man i mean talk about like I felt like I was, I learned more in that eight hours than I did in my entire high school career or college career. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was very focused, you know, on concealed carry and a lot of those topics uh, we've had uh, Alexa, Dr. Alexis Artwell on. She was the one that uh, went along and did the uh, interviewing of the police for the uh, tunnel vision, auditory exclusion, uh, false memory and, and memory lapses and came up with the study for that. And you can do deep, deep dives on that for days on end to really understand why the brain forgets things or why the brain focuses so heavily on just one topic when you're under those high stress. And that's one of the things we uh, stress in the advanced classes is how do you go along and program the mind to to break those uh, tunnel visions, to break the auditory exclusion, those types of things, because it's real, but there are ways to go along and compensate for that so that you're not, you're not vulnerable during those times. And that, and those, that can be very, very important for it. What are something that you would go along uh, or that you learned on the range? Um, Did you think we were just going to go along and shoot a target and, you know, one handed and, and that all the bullets go in the center of it? I, I did. I, I I guess I was just not expecting the range to be what it was. I thought it was going to, you go, you shoot your 50 rounds and you go home and we don't learn really anything. I didn't know that it was going to be the different deaths. I didn't know it was going to be, you know, screaming and, you know, testing out like, your loud voice and your protection protection voice Mm -hmm. um because usually everybody's you know very you know you try to be quiet but with this it's like we want you to feel those some of those emotions and we want you to know how we want you to feel how you would react in that situation we want you to get in touch with your mama bear basically yes you know know, what would you do and what would you do and say if somebody was grabbing your kid 
And you know that, and if you can go along and vision that, and then go through those steps of you know how would you protect them, what would you do? Uh, it it really help, helps to set you up again. You know, you carry during the day or or you know at your house whenever you're going to know when to turn mama bear on and when to go along and you know t- turn on the soft and cuddly side also. You know, with your kids, and that's yep. uh, that's an important important thing to go along and realize. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially in in that situation when there there is such a a serious situation involved. I mean, just the the reality of this situation can be so is so serious. And I think going to the range and you know utilizing what you learned, especially the the different stances um, and your comfortability, and you know making sure that you're not you're not using like you want to use your muscles, but you don't want to use too much of your muscles. Like, and you know, make sure you're standing the way that you're comfortable, not just because we say that this is the best for beginners, like do what's best for you. And I think it gives you the opportunity to see and feel what it's like while still lining up your target and then, you know, shooting it from different uh, yards and, and things like that. So I think, going to the range, I think I learned probably the same amount that I did at the books, just in such a different aspect mm-hmm. because it, the, I mean, the, the book and the class was, is not hands-on, but you learn so much. And in the, at the class you learn, you start to do, use those muscle or at the range, you start to use those muscle memories. And that's what you try to to do. And, you know, the stances and how to hold the gun and making sure you're not pointing it to anything that you don't want to shoot and things like that. So I think it, mm-hmm. there, it's the complex, the complexity of the class is just great. What do you think about shooting at the silhouette, you know, for the target? And do you realize how hard it was going to be to hit a humanoid shape uh, target? I don't know. Personally, I think I did pretty good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it's still one of those things to where, you know, everything wasn't in a nice four-inch group because, you know, when you're shooting defensively, you know, sometimes they stray a little bit um, out, out of it and you just got to realize and understand how to control it. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's good to sh- be shooting at those types of targets so you are a little bit more prepared in those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the in the advanced classes, we actually go along and have more human-like targets. Um, from the standpoint of, you've really got to realize that you're going to be po- pointing your gun at a human, you know, to defend yourself and your family, and you've got to get kind of used to and and settle your brain on what what it could potentially look like. And that's um, you know kind of advanced skill. We weren't doing it in the in the basic concealed carry class, but it's one where everybody's got to program their minds appropriately i'm envisioning the scene from men in black <laughs> where we're shooting at the aliens <laughs> mm-hmm. not we're not quite there yet but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be interesting be interesting for sure well hey here's an open-ended uh, question for you what, uh, what would you do differently is there anything from a student's perspective that you thought you, or you know, you thought uh, could have been done a little bit longer, or or done a little differently. No, the only thing I wish, uh, I, I wish we had a little bit more time with the range. I know two hours is 
is good. Um, but it just, just getting out there and increasing my, my own comfortability and the fact that I could actually stand there with my eye protection and ear protection on and still enjoy myself, even with all those loud noises. I, I loved that. Loved that. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Will you be taking training, more training in the future? Do you think possibly? Okay. Possibly. Yeah. Well, that's good. No, uh, then we made a good impression upon you for not only what you need to know for the basic concealed carry, which uh, most instructors out there will be able to identify with that most concealed carry classes are literally, you know, extremely basic when it comes to using a gun. And it's the advanced classes, taking multiple advanced classes that really give you the skills to know that you what you can and can't do in order to avoid and, and get out of a you know violent confrontation. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, Stacy, do you have any um, final words for the instructors that are listening as far as uh, how to make a new student feel welcome or topics that new students really appreciate? I think it would be important for the instructors to. Uh, connect with all of the students on a personal level, whether that's um, career paths, you know, personal experiences where they grew up, something like that, who, who their favorite sports team is. I think that's very important for a new student such as myself going into that situation and feeling comfortable. I know that helps me a lot and helps break down the the barrier of to help me learn more and to be more open to things and whatnot when I have that connection with somebody. Good. That's a, that's a great suggestion for uh, instructors to think about and how they run their class and how they uh, do things. So, well, thank you very much for being on the podcast uh, this week and uh, look forward to having you in future classes. Thank you, Rob. I look forward to it. Uh, stay safe, Stacy. Thanks, you too. That's a wrap for this episode. Hope you found it interesting. We'll share it with your friends. Hopefully, you could also identify whether you started in the gun uh, industry a year ago or 50 years ago, what it was like to do something new, push yourself uh, further, and also go along and realize that things aren't always as uh, simple as they seem. So, my thanks to Stacy for coming on. Ian talking to us about that. You have a topic or somebody I should interview on the podcast, or you just have some feedback, email me at FTP at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave us comments on our Facebook page or on our website, firemtrainerpodcast.com. At our website, you can also listen to previous episodes and also search those episodes for marketing, for training, for diversity, whatever topic you want uh, that we're done a podcast on, you can look for those. I also want to ask you to leave some reviews, hopefully five-star reviews on Google Play and iTunes. They really help us out in the rankings and also go along and help other people know that we're worth listening to. Visit our sponsors, especially the Fire Trainers Association, FTAProtect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. You did all the work to get certified, set up your business. Now make sure you and your business are covered with FTA coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 at checkout for 10% off. We bring this podcast, support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. 
Stay safe, everyone. Bring somebody new to the range. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.